Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Teeling, where today we actually have a guest with us. We have David from the Fearless Me Forum. So David, I will hand over to you and you can introduce yourself. Okay. My name is David W. Stock. I'm a relationship coach and a trauma healer in Canada and we've got exotic yeah 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 so uh currently my current project is the fearless love forum and uh we have more more projects coming in the future but uh yeah that's that's who i am tell us a little bit about the fearless love forum and what you guys are doing over there so the fearless love forum is a platform for relationship coaches and healers to come together and to tell their stories and to to help people understand relationships better and, and to help them understand how trauma works and how to heal it. Excellent. And what has brought you to this point of you being a relationship coach? What's led you to setting up the Fearless Me? Yeah, so the relationship coach thing kind of happened almost accidentally. Uh, I'll just I'll just go all the way back. If that's <laughs> go for okay. it. Yeah, go. So, well, tell us so, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents divorced when I was four, uh, and we I didn't have a lot of my dad in my life and so my mom was a fantastic uh mother she did everything she worked and she cooked and she did all that stuff but she could not be my dad and so one thing she taught me when when kids were picking on me and stuff was you got to turn the other cheek you just 
you just turn the other cheek. And so I, I don't know why I took that so deep, but I really did. And, and I didn't have the, the masculine balance to that, which would have been like, you know, set your feet apart, get ready don't get you know don't get yeah. knocked down and if and if somebody takes a swing at you, you poke them right in the nose and end it. <laughs> you have a masculine stance and you go you don't you stick up for yourself almost yeah that's kind of what a dad would have said but, to you <laughs> right 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 so so I never got that so I kind of grew up with a really a lot of um, confidence and and but also because of my mom's experience with relationships I had this kind of she kind of drilled into me that you don't hurt women and so I kind of grew up with this like women are these like you know these goddesses like yeah 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 (laughs) must not do anything to upset the woman so I got into some relationships that were just not very good for me and um, failed relationship after failed relationship. I was a pleaser and and uh, and I ended up with people who who kind of wanted to take advantage of me. And so I ended up with four kids, three baby mamas and zero marriages. That's an expensive child maintenance. Uh... <laughs> it, it was it was awful. Oh god! Oh, I got demolished. And... I got demolished. There's no in, in court. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it was terrible. It was, was terrible. Awful. And bet. the worst part was the worst part was I. So I had these three women who were you know, essentially draining me financially because, because I had chosen not to be with them and, or at least that's how I perceived it. Right. Like that's just my, yeah. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, at the same time, I was like trying to be the dad that I didn't have. And they were like pushing that button all the time. Like you're never around. You're like, and all this and and I reacted to it too which didn't help it's it's kind of like triggers are like triggers are like a video game when somebody triggers you they're just pushing a button and when something happens they're like oh that's pretty cool and they push it again yeah that's really let's it's have like that reaction a, again yes please that's a... <laughs> it's like a little kid that just discovered the light switch for the first time you know and I know we're laughing about this because obviously we've both been through this, but you know, if somebody does that and you react to them and then they do it again, they they're doing it for, to get that reaction. And you know, what, what I was about to ask you, what would be your best advice to not get triggered by something like that after your experiences? Yeah. So not getting triggered. There's, there's really a process to being able to identify what your triggers are and and how to erase them but the very first thing that you need to do is because I was triggered so badly that it was literally PTSD symptoms I can imagine yeah so I would find myself arguing with a wall like sometimes out loud sometimes silently but one day my daughter I just was you know doing this thing and I was just like 
it was like an argument with one of my three exes or an argument with my lawyer who wasn't there or an argument with a judge who wasn't there. And the, all of these are arguments that actually in reality never happened. But, but to me, it was real. Yeah. And I, I was just like, and my daughter saw this. I wasn't even saying it out loud. And but she saw my mouth moving and she was like, What are you doing? And I was like, uh, what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, yeah, what so, am I doing? Right. So so I teach people a process that I used that helped me to because what would happen is like I'd get a phone call or something like that from one of my exes that would that would set it off. And then it would just ruin my whole day. And yep. so I have a process that um, the the reason why it built up so much is because we try to suppress it. So I have a process that allows you to just to just allow it to expand and then and then actually push it out of your body. And that's all the pent up emotion from not yeah. just, you know, the relationships that well, the three, four relationships that you were in, but from past traumas, from many things, yeah. you know, it just builds yeah. up, doesn't it? That emotion is there and it's just there. Yeah. So what was the moment that you realised then that your relationships were not working out and something had to change? Oh, gosh. So, so I... Uh, we we were having a lot of problems over, and I was just hanging on forever. This was a seven-year relationship that produced two kids, and this was the one. Like, damn it, I was going to make this one work. This is um, hell or high water. <laughs> we're going to die is, miserable. This is not the first two were were not good. Like, like I had those two kids and all that all the child support and all the court stuff. And I wasn't going to go through all that again. And so I was hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. And, and um, so I was sleeping in the spare room for like a month on a cot. And, and one evening she kind of let me know that the way that things were was perfectly acceptable to her and that nothing needed to change. We just go on about our business. I'll go to work. You go to work. We'll tell the neighbors everything's fine. We'll tell mom and dad that everything's fine. And we'll just do our thing. And I was in this tiny little room that was about the size of a closet, sleeping on a cot, killing my back. And I just felt like this is jail. Like I'm in jail for for a crime I didn't commit. That's how I felt. And... And that was it. And I just, I just, because up until that moment, I had hope. I had like just a, just a tiny thread of hope, but it was there. And I was going to hang on and I was going to make it work somehow. And she let me know that the way that it was, was perfectly fine. As long as, as long as we're not in the same room. And you've heard of relationships where they, they don't sleep in the same room, but I was just like, that's not, that's not the relationship for me i'm not having that 
I'm no. not having that. You can even get me a nicer bed. I'm still not having it. <laughs> I'm still not sleeping in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people do actually um, carry on in those situations, don't they? And they're, they're unhappy in that situation there. You know, but what kind of role model would you have been for your children if you'd have stayed in that situation? Yeah, really. Like those are the kind of people that wake up in the morning and kick the dog and yell at the kids and go to work and 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 they're happier at work than they ever are at home. And and it's just not I'm I gotta tell you, divorce is a terrible, terrible thing for kids, but sometimes staying together is a terrible thing for kids too yeah would you rather them be happy with two happy parents or be miserable with two together parents it's yeah yeah either either way you're modeling something for them you are so yeah what do you think are some of the most common challenges people face then when it comes to relationships talking about you know people just plodding along and carrying on with whatever they're Handed. Have you broken your New Year's resolutions yet? I have to admit that I don't do New Year's resolutions because they just don't work. So instead, I set myself goals based on what area of life I want to improve. And this year, it's my health and fitness, growing my coaching business and paying off my debts, which is a whole other story as I was left in a considerable amount of debt by my ex-partner. I have reflected on last year and worked out what went well and what didn't, which means I can use that as a pathway into how I can actually achieve my goals this year. I would love to help you do the same using my coaching skills and tools. I use these myself and I can help you reflect on last year, work out what is important for you to achieve this year and put some tangible steps in place for you to achieve what you set out to do this year. I'm offering a one hour one to one session for just £24 for you to set your goals this year. These spaces are limited and there's a link in my bio for you to book yours. Mm. so money always comes up whenever people talk about like what causes you know relationships to break up there's always money is one kids is one like parenting issues all of these problems that you hear about they all have like underlying causes and i think the biggest thing is that most couples don't actually know how to uh, relate to each other. So what happens when, when there's a bit of a stress in a relationship, if the woman is normally quite feminine, if she's the feminine energy, if you will, of the, of the relationship, she'll have a tendency to start to move towards masculinity if she gets stressed. That's what happens with anxiety and those kind of things. She starts to get afraid that the container's not there and that she has to be the rigidity and the, the framework that, that holds things together instead of being the feminine energy that sort of flows and, and um, creates life and creates beauty. Yeah. Right. And so, and the thing that happens with men when they get stressed 
is they're all fine. They're all holding everything together. They're structured They're and they're solid. And then they start to get stressed and then they start to lose that structure and that, and that strength. And they start to, how you can tell with a man when he's stressed is he will say, it's not my fault. Yeah. That is, that is, that is the, the biggest um, signal that a man is under stress and he's starting to move out of masculinity because saying it's not your fault is a very, is not a, is not a masculine man thing to say. A masculine man will say, I've got this. Like, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. I've got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where I've heard this from, except for Ed, but I don't know where he's heard it from, but he always says that a man should be the rock that a woman can just crash up against because we are emotional. We are, I was going to say crazy, but only for certain periods of the month, but you know, a man is there to kind of hold that strength whilst we crash up against them with, and they, they're there, they hold it. And you know, they're there to hold us in our strength as, you know, this, is, this is a wise, wise man. And he tells me that I'm the boulder. And so we, and I am the boulder. I am the boulder. And she sometimes is the hurricane. Yeah. And the hurricane will do things like it'll rip trees out of the ground and smash them over the boulder. It's, it's the boulders just out there in the rain. It's in the sun. It's getting, you know, hot. It's getting cold. It's getting snowed on. The hurricane That's... goes by and, and flings a bunch of sand on it, you know? Yep. And you're and, still there. And at the end of all that, there's the boulder. There's the boulder. It's it's, it's unchanged. Yeah. Holding strength and being the person that we can all rely upon to get us through the, the next challenge. And, you know, sometimes things are amazing and the seas are calm and sometimes things are crazy and <laughs> the seas are not so calm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how can people kind of overcome um, the fears that they might have in relationships, you know, if things aren't going well in a relationship, people have this fear that they're going to get rejected. How can they overcome that fear? How can they overcome the thought that, my God, this isn't working out and, you know, bring it back together? Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a whole series of kind of beliefs that can come up and there are things like, I don't, think I can handle this I don't know if I'm good enough I don't know if I'm uh you know strong enough it's really really important to 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 work on your self-confidence all the time and I don't I think self-confidence has a bit of a bad rap because because there are people who who are overcompensating and overcompensating isn't self-confidence true self-confidence so like i have what what i believe is true self-confidence and it's just like it's like a flame inside of me that's just eternal it's always burning and i always know i always know that no matter what comes up i've got it 
and no matter what happens, even if the relationship ends, I'm going to be okay because I'm still me and I'm fabulous. So the most important thing, and the reason why people don't believe that about themselves, the reason why I didn't believe it about myself at one time is because uh, I had some things in my childhood that were that were humiliating. It's, it's hard to get through childhood without having a humiliating experience, I think. And, and the way that you, you deal with that in your childhood is usually not a very well-developed uh, way, to, way to deal with it. If you happen to have a really healthy, probably two parents that are there when it happens, then you'll, you'll probably be okay. But, but it usually happens at school or on the way home from school or whatever, you know, where, wherever it happens, where, where there's nobody really there to like, to like step in and say, Hey, kid, you're, you're going to be okay. Like, this is, this is a normal part of growing up. What and just happened? And it's temporary. Everything's temporary. So, yeah. 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 So it really, it really, for me, it really went to inner child work and, and I had to kind of go back to that time. It's a, it's not a time that I wanted to revisit at all, but I had to go back to that time and just, and just tell that little boy that, you know, that you're going to grow up into one hell of a man and, you know, it's going to be okay. And, and to give that kid exactly what they needed right in that moment that they never got. That they never had in that moment yeah so talking about your vulnerabilities um how does that play a part in building meaningful connections and and having a strong relationship so safety is like a pillar in the relationship if a relationship needs to have pillars to stand on otherwise it's going to fall and mm -hmm. one of those pillars is safety. It has to be guaranteed. There has to be one person in in your life that you can really just be like, you know, real and and just just be vulnerable and just say like this this scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And for them to say it has to be okay. it has to be yeah yeah and if you don't have that in your relationship whether you're a man or a woman you should consider why that is that it's easy to blame your partner of course but also one thing that i find with people is that they want to have all of these things in their relationship but they're not willing to provide them for their partner until they get them from their partner. And that's completely backwards to how it works. Yes. I do find that lots of people go into a relationship wanting something from a relationship. They want to be given something, but they're not willing to sacrifice something or to give and put into the relationship. It's, it's a two-way street. It's not a 
I'll I'll take that, thank you. And <laughs> there's nothing for left for you. <laughs> okay. So how well, I mean, come on. Yeah, I think I think that relationships are extraordinarily rewarding. But the problem is people go into them thinking I'm gonna get something from this relationship. And that is that's a great way to kill a relationship <laughs> honestly like yeah it's um and it doesn't matter if it's if it's i tell people that my kids taught me how to love because absolutely yeah because <laughs> because kids need so much and they have nothing to yeah. give back and it's the most, you ask anybody that has kids, it's the most rewarding relationship that they have. It's, and it, that's how it works. And because they have nothing to give back, but they love you unconditionally. You, As a parent, your children will just love you. And that is what they give to you. And that's, yeah, the most purest form, isn't it, of a pure relationship. It's... But re whether they do or they don't, they don't every day because... They've got <laughs> stuff happening. They're all, you know, they're, got they're, their friends yeah. and they've got sassy nine year olds. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got, they didn't get KD for dinner or whatever. <laughs> they've got all these massive problems, right? So they, they, they don't always, I mean, there's those moments for sure. There's those moments when they realize that they would die without you and they're like, oh. Oh, I like you now. <laughs> you feed me, please. But most of the time, like you just have to do it and not just know like I'm getting nothing for this you just have to you just yeah. have to do it and that's kind of how love actually works if you're in it for the giving it really changes the game completely yeah because you're giving to somebody but say you're like a strong independent woman which is the kind of clients that I work with and they're entering into a relationship and they're independent and they are unwilling to give up their independence. How can they find that healthy balance between, you know, independence and interdependence when they enter that relationship? Because, you know, we both want to give something. We're both independent people. We then want to have that relationship, that dependence, but then we want to be interdependent as well. How do you find the balance between all of those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tricky one for some people. I know. I Annie and I never really had a problem with it one way or the other. We like I kind of she talked about like you know should I continue my career or should I do you know, whatever, or cause, cause she goes, sometimes I just want to bake pies. And I was like, well, I like Annie. What, 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 <laughs> why don't you do that? Then? <laughs> so we we're really, really lucky because we're in a very flexible environment with our, with our work. Yeah. Um, because we're entrepreneurs. So, so I don't think that there's, we both um, contribute to, to all of it all the time. 
So we spend every day together, all day. Wow. And we don't think about being independent or interdependent. We just do it. Like we're just we're just so grateful to to be able to spend time together with each other doing things that we love. And I think that's that's probably like the end game for for most people to have a yeah. life like that. There's no there's no question of are you are you independent? I don't know. Like Yeah, um, I think most people Because should... I know that for for both of us, like yeah if if i'm pretty sure the only way that our relationship is going to end is if one of us dies but if that actually happened if that that actually happened the the other one would go on like that that's just that's just how it i don't know i don't i don't really know about independence and interdependence that much really but you've got your own back so you know that you are going to be just fine and you know you know that you can offer something to annie and annie is offering something to you but that that doesn't make you dependent on each other that's amazing so I mean, I, I imagine, I can't imagine you and Annie having any conflicts, but if you do have conflicts and disagreements, <laughs> what, oh, I, what, <laughs> I'm like, really? This sounds, too, this sounds too amazing. But how, what advice can you give um, in effectively resolving like conflicts and maintaining healthy boundaries? Yeah, so this is a great question because actually we do have conflicts. We have them all the time um we i i see people on social media just this is like a newer newer new ish phenomenon but i see especially in the united states where politics is so polarized i see people saying i could never date a blank political party that they that is the opposite of theirs because because it's a two-party system we have like a uh, three or four political parties in Canada so it's a little more complicated than that but but we still have that and and Annie and I are not in alignment politically oh wow so, yeah so and I, I don't think that that's abnormal at all there's no there's no reason why we should be no we have a relationship where where we're both allowed to think and we're both you know like we're both allowed to have opinions and we're both allowed to yeah 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 we my beliefs are not so fragile that they can't be challenged and it's good for somebody to challenge you at times to make you think maybe slightly differently to you already the way you already think i can i can definitely speak to to men on this you need (laughs) you need a woman who challenges you yeah that's the woman that you want not in an unhealthy way but a woman who challenges you a woman who who will ask you like why do you think that way a woman who is not just going to go along blindly with whatever you say like that's boring that is and boring. also that that is going to lead to big trouble in your relationship down the road because yeah. either 
she's hiding her true feelings, which is going to lead to resentment and it's going to come out. Or she actually is just putty and she's just willing to go along with whatever you say and you're not going to be fulfilled by that in the long run. And that's not going to last. You need... You need to have a woman that challenges you. You need to have a woman that is an actual living, breathing human being with thoughts and opinions and and feelings. She has her own thing going on over there. And that's, you know, that's what I try to bring out in there's there's quite a balance being a woman to either being super independent and not letting a guy in or near you or anywhere, or being totally dependent and going with whatever they say you know that's where I try and get my clients to that independent middle where you have boundaries but they're not so high that no guy in the world can climb over them (laughs) right you know those walls that we build up for ourselves actually cause problems so what happens a lot of times is uh people escalate things and so it starts out as like just a conversation about something that happened in the news. And the next thing you know, it's all about like that you're a stupid Democrat or you're <laughs> a stupid Republican or whatever. Yeah. And, and we don't have that because we don't live in the United States. Like no, I said, but, but we, I... but we have like the, the, um, the general term is like liberal conservative, right? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we have that. And, that and I think that the, the, the important thing is when there's a conflict, it can be a conflict about parenting. Like it's not just politics. There's so yeah. many things that you can disagree on. It can be a, a conflict in parenting. It can be a conflict around money, around, uh, oh gosh, any, anything. And, and it just escalates. And so the thing that you need to do to resolve the conflict is to actually step out of it. At some point, someone, and it only needs to be one of you, but someone needs to recognize that this is not going down a good path. And we need to take a, take a step back and see and and watch ourselves and see what's actually happening in this scenario and the the best thing that you can do when your partner says something that that kind of um needles you a bit (laughs) is to ask these two questions is it true and is it about you oh i love these two questions will save you so much so much time so much pain in in your conflicts because yeah. if if it's 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 like a two-step test that whatever you just said needs to meet both of these tests in order for me to even take it in yeah i love so that is it true yeah so like you're a stupid democrat well that's not true <laughs> and i also know that you're only saying that because you're triggered by democrats <laughs> so it's not even about me it's not my it's not my fault yeah (laughs) (laughs) stop being triggered so talking about you know those two questions that you know you could ask yourself are there any mindset shifts or 
beliefs that people can adopt to enhance their dating and relationship experiences. Yeah, I think the the thing that really turned for me was I, I spent um, probably like three or four years thinking that um, that the partners that I had, like uh, not only that they were not good partners, but that somehow I wasn't attracting a good partner. And I think that, well, this is probably something that a lot of people have. And it never occurred to me that I should, or that I could improve myself as a partner or that, or that I could like, just one of the things that I did was I just wrote down like all of the qualities of like the perfect partner like the, who's perfect for me like i just i just i all of the not only like even physical qualities as well but what kind of likes and dislikes and all those kind of things and i just wrote it all down on a piece of paper and i was like this this person would be really really good for me this is these are the things that i would love to have in a partner and then i thought okay so this person with all these qualities, what is she attracted to? <laughs> wow. Because nobody thinks like that. Nobody thinks, yeah. you know, this is the person I want, but what are they looking for? Yeah. Nobody. So that's the, that's, that's the secret to finding the perfect partner. That's you have to be the perfect partner i love that i may have to name this episode you have to be the perfect partner <laughs> <laughs> that has been amazing that has been so insightful to hear the male perspective obviously i only ever work with uh, the ladies so it's so lovely to hear your perspective to hear your story to everything that you've experienced to get you to where you are and into a loving and safe secure relationship as where you are now with the lovely Annie. Does she make good pies? I want an Annie pie. Oh my God. <laughs> she, she made a pie the other day. Oh, apple pie. Oh, so good. Oh my, what? like, like you just like one bite and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I wow. can die now. Can you I'm, like, I'm good. Yeah. Can, can, can she get them on Amazon? Do they deliver to the UK? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that has been amazing. Thank you so much um, for coming on and talking to me today. Is there anywhere where we can find you? Where do we find you online to tell us about what you do? Right. So the easiest way is to go to the fearless.me. Fearless.me. Yep. And if you, if, you, if you just go right to the homepage and just scroll right to the bottom, all the social links are at the bottom there. Fantastic. And yes and I'm... then the this the, the my little pet project the fearless love forum is actually the fearless.me slash fearless dash love slash forum 
Wow. Well, I will have all of the links on the show notes of this episode as well. So if you want to go and find David and the fearless me.com and the fearless, is it the fearless forum? The fearless love forum. The fearless love forum. That's amazing. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us today. If you've got any questions about this episode or questions for David, you can obviously go over to his um, socials and chat to him there. Or you can find me on mostly on Instagram and I'm at Rachel Teeling Coaching. And until the next episode, we will see you there. Thank you again, David. Thank you. Um, da, 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 da. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Healing with Healing. If you are struggling in the dating and relationship game, I can support you to gain unshakable self-worth and become the best version of you to attract the best person for you with my one-to-one coaching program, Be You for Rendezvous. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to find out more about my one-to-one coaching and how I can support you, or please feel free to slide into my DMs on Insta and ask me any questions. I am at Rachel Teeling Coaching, and this is where I share a lot of my dating journey, pictures of Ed, Lila, and of course, Frankie the Frenchie. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, please follow my show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to rate and review to help me reach more ladies who need to hear this healing journey to inspire them to heal from their own trauma and find lasting love. Catch you on the next episode of Healing with Teeling. Are you a single, career or family driven woman, but you just cannot get lucky in love? Have you got back into the dating game after a long term relationship breakdown and you are now confused and overwhelmed by men and dating? Have you been on what feels like hundreds of first dates, but never seem to get a connection? And are you now wondering if there are any genuine committed men left in the world? I know. I feel you. I've been there. But I invite you to join me in my How to Find Lasting Love mini series workshop to find out what actions you need to take to attract that lasting, loving relationship that you truly desire. These are three 10 minute ish videos supporting you to find that secure, loving relationship that you desire. They cover how to successfully date after divorce, how to heal your relationship with men and how to shift your energy to attract that masculine man you desire. There is a link in the show notes for you to get access to those mini workshops. Go check them out and I shall see you there.